Welcome to Belly Dance Alchemy, a captivating blend of the best elements of career and professional development and the magic of belly dance. I'm your host, Kelly Nottingham. Ready to make your day job sparkle and your dance life grow in new and inspiring ways? Let's see what we can brew up. Hello, wonderful listeners. For our final podcast of 2020, we are doing a year in the rearview mirror. I know a lot of us are celebrating uh, Good Riddance Day instead of New Year's this year because we're generally just ready for 2022 go. But before we just wad up our 2020 calendars and burn them in effigy, let's wring anything useful out of the year that we can. In a recent video that went out this past week, I talked about the idea of darkness into light and how many holidays at this time of year celebrate light in some aspect. And whether you're religious or not, we're going to examine this concept of dark and the darkness that happened in 2020 and maybe some of the light stuff that happened in 2020 so that we can learn from it and take that lightness, that learning into 2021. So this episode is going to be different from our normal episodes. It's more of a coaching episode using techniques I use with my coaching clients rather than an episode about a specific uh, piece of information or a specific topic. We'll start off with some ways to think about the past year, and then we'll jump into the coaching and self-reflection learning time. Now, take your time with this episode. Uh, Find a quiet place to listen and be ready to pause as we go through so you can take some time to really think and reflect and write down any key ideas that you have. I will be doing a little chime sound when it's a good time to pause and think just to help you as you go through this. I would also recommend having something to take notes on. You can use a journal, a notebook, a piece of old wrapping paper, whatever. Uh, My mentor, Shimran Ibrahim, recommends getting a big piece of paper and putting it on your wall so you can add to it whenever you walk by and whenever something sort of strikes your inspiration that you can add on to it. Uh, You could just really kind of go crazy with this, um, putting some ideas out there, all Jackson Pollock-like. I recommend for that, if you decide to do that, to use freezer paper that you can buy at the grocery store. Uh, It's used for storing meat in the freezer. The reason I like this paper is because it has a wax backing on it. And so you put it on the wall with some blue tack with the wax side toward the wall. Uh, You can also use painter's tape to stick it up. And that wax backing means that your marker is not going to bleed through onto your wall. Now, test, of course, first. Please don't yell at me if you get a marker on your wall. Uh, But this is the technique that I use, and I haven't had any issues. So hopefully you won't have any issues either. So that's just an idea. Now, the other thought about this episode is that you don't have to think through all of this stuff at once. If you want to take several days of processing this year-end review, Um, that's awesome. I personally find that the time between kind of Christmas and New Year's is often a slow time in general in our work lives. Uh, So it's good for hitting the pause button and doing some reflective work. So I would recommend doing it then if that works for you. But give yourself the gift of some time to really think through and process some of this stuff. 
they say that those who don't learn history are doomed to repeat it. And so we're going to actually learn some of our own individual history here today. Now, whenever you have a large scale project or initiative that you're working on at a company, a really important part of the project management process is doing a post project review. Now, as many of you know, I love forensic files. I have a morbid streak a mile and a half wide. And so I'm really comfortable with calling this a postmortem. I know some of you, uh, that term makes you feel uncomfortable. So if you want to think of it as a review or a post year examination, whatever you need to call it is fine. But we're basically going to be dissecting this year as we go forward. And the goal of this is to not beat ourselves up about what didn't happen. Um, the goal of this is to learn what we can from circumstances that were different, maybe than we're used to dealing with. Um, when we have an opportunity like this to learn about ourselves in a different situation or potentially in times of adversity, times of stress, we can really learn a significant amount about how we face challenges, about how we face change, about how we deal with um, some isolation, how that works, how uh, our bodies and our minds and our spirits respond to a different stimulus. So we're going to be discussing a lot of those topics in the session today. So what's going to happen in the session is uh, we're going to start with a little bit of a time travel experiment. We're going to go back in time to January 1st of 2020. These were the halcyon days of being able to actually go out in public without something on our faces, uh, restaurants being open, gyms being open, not being worried about being physically close uh, to our friends and our families and the people at the grocery store. Now, if you're already skewing toward the negative, I want you to slam on the brakes for a minute. Be kind to yourself during this episode. Don't beat yourself up. Don't worry, we're going to get to the crappy stuff that happened to us this year and we're going to work through it. Humans are funny that way. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. Our brains tend to skew to the negative in an effort to protect ourselves. And so we tend to look for trouble. We look for bad things that may happen. We look for and really remember the times that are very emotionally charged for us. And it's a way for our brains to help us to stay safe from bad things potentially happening in the future. So because of that, we a lot of times will overlook the good stuff to look for the bad stuff. So to clear out that negative thinking, we're going to go ahead and start with it and deal with the difficult parts of 2020 early on. So moving into our question section, get comfy, get out your journal or your notebook and uh, your pen and uh, drink if you want and make some time for yourself. So the first question that we're going to start off with, now that you know the purpose of this episode, what do you hope to get out of this time of reflection? Now, don't overthink it. It can be a one word response. I want you to think about what you are excited about 
in January of 2020? What were the things that you were looking forward to for 2020? If you had any New Year's resolutions, what were those resolutions? All right, so now that you've done that, let's go down Reality Street. Let's look at what actually happened. On the count of three, I want you to shout out whatever you want to say to 2020. You can use your favorite expletive if you want, unless you're within earshot of people who shouldn't hear it, and then you can just write it down in big, bold letters, okay? Here we go. Three, two, one. All right, next, I want you to choose five words that describe how you experienced this year. If you were feeling hopeful or excited, then that's fantastic. If you were feeling not so excited, that's okay. We're going to learn from it. So write down five words to describe your year. All right, so now that that's out of the way, in this next segment, we're going to get into the things that didn't go the way we wanted them to go. But this is a self-judgment-free zone. We're going to look at this like behavioral scientists. What was the situation? What was our response, either emotional, mental, or physical? And what can we learn about that? What can we learn about ourselves from that? We're looking for cause and effect and patterns of behavior. So what disappointments did you deal with during 2020? And how did you respond to those disappointments? What stressors did you face in your career during 2020? And how did you respond to each of those stressors? What changes to your work did you face in 2020? How did you respond to each of those changes? Think about both your internal responses, your emotions and your self-talk and your external responses. So what you actually did, what changes to your work did you face? What changes to your dance did you face in 2020? And how did you respond to those changes? Again, think about internal responses, emotions, self-talk, and your external responses. So what you actually did to respond to that. How have you put pressure on yourself this year? How has that pressure affected your work? How have your work relationships changed from January to December? How did your dance relationships change from January to December? What additional non-work stress or frustrations or disappointments affected you? And how did they affect you? How did you respond to them? 
Now, if at any point you feel especially upset or angry or frustrated, write that down. This happened and I'm angry about it because. So what additional stress, frustrations, or disappointments? What patterns in your behavior or your internal responses do you see? When you have a similar set of responses to similar types of triggers, that is a pattern. Many times our patterns are set very early in our lives by people who were very influential to us. Where do you think you were first exposed to these patterns? And what does keeping that pattern mean about you? So for example, if you were laid off, it means you aren't a valuable employee. That's what maybe is going through your head. If this sounds familiar, who taught you that? If you identified any patterns, how effective were they in helping with these negative parts of the year? How effectively did they help you in your work or your life? So now we're going to shift to the positive things that may have happened this year. By positive, I don't just mean happy. I also mean educational. So something that you learned about yourself, that's a positive. Maybe you had an epiphany about your career, your relationships, your health, your friendships. We're going to explore those. So what is the biggest lesson about yourself that you have learned this year? What lessons did you learn about yourself and your career or your work? What did you learn about your work relationships? What did you learn about your personal relationships with your family? What did you learn about your friendships? What did you see in your physical health? What did you experience in your mental and emotional health? If you're a spiritual or religious person, what experiences did you have in that realm of your life? What lessons did you learn about your relationship to your dance? What personal boundaries did you set for yourself and what can you learn from that experience? Was it difficult or easy? What new professional skills did you learn this year? What new dance skills did you learn this year? What patterns have you seen regarding your work-life balance?
How did you make life fun for yourself this year? So by now, you may be seeing some patterns of behavior, some ways you respond to certain situations, and perhaps some parts of life that have been a bit outsized compared to others. So to wrap up this episode, we're going to finish with a more of, less of activity. Think of this in terms of what you want more of going forward into 2021 and what you want less of. Now, the easiest way to keep track of this is to make a really quick little chart. You basically draw a line down the middle of your page and on one side, write more of and put less of on the other side. I'm going to list out some different areas of life to think about, uh, but you don't have to have separate charts for these unless that's just the way you roll. So we're going to start brainstorming. I'm going to give you an example just to get you started. So let's think about lessons we learned about our work. I had some major career changes this year, including starting my own company and suddenly being 100% responsible for my work structure and schedule. Now, I had expectations around how I deal with it, and those expectations did not in any way go the way I thought they would. So for me, I want more structure in my day-to-day work and less places to store my thoughts and ideas and info because, holy cow, I end up with a bunch of places where I've tucked notes away. Have I figured it out over the year? Nope. But each attempt is a step closer to the right solution, and that's a win. Knowing what I want more of and less of can help. I also want more networking interactions with my former colleagues and friends and less useless social media. So hopefully that gives you an idea of what this more of less of activity looks like. So I'm going to list out some areas of life here. Again, I'm going to chime in between so you can take your time writing out an idea or two of what you want more of and less of for each of these. First up, your career. Your work relationships. Your career development or learning. Your work-life balance. Your dance. Social outlets. Physical health. Mental and emotional health. Spiritual health. Community. Philanthropy or giving back. Hobbies. Creativity. Now these more of, less of notes can give you some ideas for setting new priorities and boundaries for yourself as we all move forward and as life, hopefully, returns to some semblance of normalcy. We're going to talk more about goal setting in 2021. Uh, But for now, you can focus on one area. Don't overwhelm yourself with this. 
brainstorm some ways to start building in a little bit of that more of and less of into your life. There have been a lot of lessons that I know I've learned this year about social time with family and friends, reading time, crafting time, finding more purpose in life. And that seems to be not uncommon this year to hear that from a lot of people that they're looking for more purpose and more balance in their lives. And I think this is a great way to get started thinking about that. Sometimes we just have to take a deep breath and we have to look for it. Now, one last note. One of my favorite practices at the end of each year is to write a letter to myself. Now, this is a letter that you open at the beginning of the next year. So each January 1st, uh, you write yourself a letter about how the past year was and the hopes and ideas that you have for the upcoming year. It gets sealed up in an envelope and isn't opened until January 1st of the following year. Now, it's always fun to keep the previous letters, too, in the same envelope so you can look back at those and see how far you've come over the years. So if you've never done this before, it's a fun practice. Uh, It doesn't have to be anything complicated again, but it's just an interesting way to sort of give yourself some perspective as time goes by. As Eleanor Roosevelt said, with the new day comes new strength and new thoughts. I hope everybody has a wonderful new year. Happy holidays, no matter what holidays you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate, happy non-holidays. If you like this episode, please let me know. I will be happy to do more of these if you found this episode beneficial for you. I will put my email in the notes to this episode so that you can just click on that and send me a quick note, or you can reach out on social media to me as well. Have a safe and happy and joyous new year, everyone. I will talk to you all in 2021. Well, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and share the magic with your dance friends. If you want more, you can sign up for our mailing list at bellydancealchemy.org or you can email me your suggestions and feedback. I would love to hear from you at bellydancealchemypodcast at gmail.com. Bye.